0: hey everybody welcome back to another episode of samp and chance we are hot off the heels of the aero spence jr versus your dinas yugas flight joined with me as always is my man with the master plan mr chance michaels how you doing today, chance he's
1: doing pretty well what about you
0: can't complain it's a soggy monday evening here in vancouver but you know what that's expected it's springtime spring showers bring may flowers so um yeah, man, you know what? It, it's time to make the fight, Crawford versus Spence. I, I think a lot of questions were answered this week. I think a lot of um, doubt that people may have had has to have disappeared. This was not the fight that I was expecting. Um, not me either. It, it was something. It was something else. It, it's uh, Ugas left this fight with a fractured orbital bone. You know, this very same kind of injury that uh, Billy Joe Saunders took from uh, Canelo, which kind of speaks volumes on Ugas, who didn't want to stop. He wanted to keep fighting. Um, So for everyone here, Errol Spence Jr. versus your Dennis Ugas was for uh, the unification of of the welterweight belts here. So uh, three titles were up on the line here. Scheduled for 12 rounds. Um, That first round, I would say, was just more of a feeling out kind of process, but thereafter man these guys just let it fly like these two were fighting in a phone booth um yeah well, what would you think
1: uh, you know you guys look slow either that or spence is so fast but i mean he kept fighting on the inside chest to chest you guys i don't know why he kept doing that because spence just kept tagging him uppercuts all night he had that shot whenever he wanted it i think that's you guys trainer should have made some adjustments in between rounds but he didn't adjust at all his style just kept going with it i guess he had the confidence that was their plan but it didn't work because he, he actually he didn't even win a round man unless you gave him round six and he gave him kind of that cheap shot other than that he didn't win one round i don't think what about you
0: you think he won any rounds well i think he did i think he took six for sure i also think that he well, that was off
1: when spence wasn't looking though right i'm still well, counting
0: regardless i mean you know it, it was what it was and uh it was a rookie mistake errol spence said so himself that you know he, he made. that reminds me of the
1: time the time in uh 2010 or 2011 i think it was 2010 when Victor Ortiz headbutted Mayweather made him bleed Mayweather uh, Ortiz wasn't looking, he gave him a fake hug and kiss. The ref said, continue, turned his head. Mayweather popped, shot at him, dropped him, finished the fight.
0: Yeah, and I saw like that. The ref, I, I remember the that.
1: Cortez, and like the refs always say, protect yourself at all times. And Spence didn't do that.
0: No, he got, no, he got caught and he got lucky that he didn't get caught harder. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. I, I think what really, I think the biggest factor in this fight, in my opinion, was the way that Spence was fighting from the outside. Um, from, from fighting from the outside, you could just tell with his stance and everything, just the way his legs were spaced, how he was going to come in. So he would fight from the outside, kind of take a shot, you know, move his feet a little bit, come back in and, and was able to, you know, launch with those, with those jabs and those uppercuts. Then, I mean, it was a formula that he was kind of using all night. Um, Ugas kind of, in my opinion, kind of reverted back to the way he used to fight, um, one one interesting that i i learned about him was that i think he's from santiago in in cuba yep. uh,
1: Yeah. that
0: that region that region the boxes out of that region apparently are pretty heavy footed
1: yeah so he looked pre- like yeah nails yeah. on his
0: feet. yeah so so that 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 particular style of fighting is what he basically fought with most of his career i mean he fought spent he fought um uh what's his name help me out here man um just retired. Help me. Fuck yeah. No, no, not Manny. He didn't fight Manny that way. Sean Porter, Porter. Sean Porter, Sean Porter. Porter, Thank you. He fought Porter that way as well. And, you know, I mean, yeah, he lost that fight, but I mean, a lot of people to this day still say it was a kind of a controversial win for Porter. It was very, very close. Um, He was really flat footed. And you know what? He was trying to work that inside and he just stayed there. He wouldn't leave that inside position. And when he did get him, he did get him good i mean let's let's look at the final punch stats here from CompuBox i mean er, spence spence threw 216 punches out of 784 total punches 24 jabs five of those to the body 192 power, power shots power 65 to the body he was working that body hard man between mm. the body and the right side of that guy's face that's all he was working all night Hugoson on the other hand had a you know a mediocre night in my opinion he only landed 96 total shots in the whole fight 19 of those were jabs and 10 of those jabs were to the body uh 70 77 to 79 of those shots were power punches um 18 of them to the body
1: so well, in round 8 alone Spence landed 46 punches dude
0: yeah no the guy was so a machine he yeah, the guy was a machine. What was really interesting, he didn't really use his jab much in this fight.
1: Didn't really need to. No, it was the, just that,
0: that that hook, that right hook, the uppercut, you know, I mean, he just kind of wrecked him. And and it was became evident, I think, after that sixth round, I think the best part of that sixth round was the slow-mo of Spence looking for his mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it. I thought it was just so comical, that look on his face. Like, you can't, oh, you can't tell it in real time. But completely slowed down. You just see Spence looking over. Hey, where's my mouthpiece? That look on his face. It just it just you, cracked it. Lucky he didn't up. Get
1: knocked out like Ortiz did from Mayweather, because man, that would have ended the whole fight.
0: Well, hey, you know, man, if
1: it was if, legit, what he did was right. You gotta keep your hands up at all times, like the ref tells you, protect yourself at all times. Spence didn't yeah. do that.
0: No, but you know, he called it himself. He realized it and he mm-hmm. got lucky. He really did. Um if that was a test for his chin, he's got a chin. Yep. Right. No, I was gosh.
1: disappointed in U-Goss game plan, his fight, his training, the whole thing. He just, I mean, I understand Spence is on a different level, but I mean, Yugos, I'm not sure why he didn't adjust after a few rounds, kept fighting chest to chest. He just kept, Spence was hitting him at will and just like, I don't know why they didn't make adjustments. I don't get I
0: almost, it. I almost feel that he wanted to keep him close inside so he could, you know, not let him. I, I think his thinking was that if I keep him close to the inside with me, you know, I you know it'll prevent him from getting those big shots off, you know, just opposed to you know, yeah, short I, rabbit I get it, punches after and whatnot. Six
1: or seven rounds of getting your ass whooped, change it up, try something different. You're gonna go, I, I get
0: you, man. But you know what? I mean, old habits are hard to break. Um, mm-hmm. he fought Manny that way and he was successful, but you know, mm-hmm. taking nothing away from Manny. He was much older and, you know, he was frustrating Manny with that style of fighting and Manny couldn't really... But even right nobody
1: really got hurt in the Manny Ugas fight. It was a decision. Well, nobody really got hurt. I mean, U.S. got hurt bad. He broke his orbital bone, right? Yeah, well, I mean, because he just... The, made the right goal,
0: call, and stop it.
1: It was the right call.
0: Yeah. Um, Referee, what do you think of him? I mean, a lot of the, the commentators seem to really be hating on that guy for most of that He fight. made a
1: couple mistakes, but overall wasn't too bad. I mean, that one is on Spence over the be thing. Like, dude, you got to... Protect yourself, man. Keep your hands up. I don't know why I you're getting get it off. Raph should have stopped it more clear. Yeah, but. he shouldn't.
0: I don't think he should have stopped it because he, he really stopped the flow of that fight at that point. I mean, he really yeah. took it away from Bugos at that point. You know what I mean? And that's just, that's not the first time his mouthpiece has flown out like that. I believe um, it flew out once before as well. I don't remember. Was it Danny Garcia in that fight? He lost it yeah. there too, didn't he? Who did? Uh, Spence. He lost his mouthpiece in the Anna Garcia fight. I believe so. He, I know yeah, there was another time something like this happened as well. And at the press mm. conference afterwards, he, he even made a reference like, you know, I need to get a better mouthpiece. But my question of that is, I mean, at that point, shouldn't that be the first thing you have sorted?
1: You'd fit. You'd think so at <laughs> this level right you know speaking of the commentating the the bias for spence was just it was insane the bias for spence you know you know the thing about more yes he's got a good voice i find that guy i know he's from our hometown but i just find that guy a little over the top he's a little too dramatic when it's not even anything dramatic happening you know what i mean he's so he talks so much takes up so much space instead of letting the fight happen if you listen to jim lampley or some of the old greats they let the fight happen but more is just right on you every move is the greatest movie he's ever seen and oh my god it's just like a little much i think i mean he's got a good voice and he's good at what he does but that would be my criticism of the commentators too much of a spence bias and i get um, it he's american they're in america i get that the cuban fighter but man they didn't give you guys credit for anything you know
0: yeah no i i didn't catch was did you have moral on your um i had
1: Moro on mine who you have okay
0: i had the pbc guys oh i like those guys yeah yeah uh but they they, they were pretty impartial um the the only thing I would say is that they became a little too dramatic when it came to the refereeing in that fight. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I had no problem with the commentating at yeah, all. Yeah, you're I lucky. No I got problem. the American feed. Yeah, I had the PBC feed, but that's the American feed also, though, isn't it?
1: No, because this one, the moral. No, it's well, it's the same fight, but different commentators. You got the English guys, American guys.
0: Yeah, Next but team. these were American guys too, though.
1: No, oh, they were okay. I know to run. I had I had moral dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yep. know, I, I had, I don't know who I had, man. I wish I didn't even write it down. I didn't even think about it, but Hey, mm-hmm. um, that all being said and done now, um, the Bud Crawford and the Errol Spence fight, let's just move on to that. Cause that's the fight that has to happen next. Hopefully um, we see it by the fall. Well, yeah, it has to happen. I mean, there's no other fight to make now. And you know, the way that Spence fought, the way he came out, um, he didn't look like this against Danny Garcia when he returned. um I don't know if this is a factor of him having the accident and missing that fight with Manny uh, he just came out so bloody hot yeah like uh, th- there was like he just came out on a mission. he had something to prove he had to show everybody that he is still Errol Spence Jr. And, and he certainly did
1: that.
0: By George, I tell you what, man, he is Errol Spence Jr. The truth. He looked amazing, I almost feel, and, you know, maybe just just still fresh off of it all, but I think he looked better than he did before the accident. He,
1: he looked, I can't disagree. He looked amazing, dude. He hasn't right? used to be...
0: Not, not to take anything away from Ugas. Ugas is a very dangerous fighter. Ugas has fought some really big names, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, Spence showed us what Ugas was supposed to be, who we really thought he was supposed to be. Yeah. I'll still say he's a top five guy in the division. Absolutely. No, he's still,
1: Ugas is still top five. Yeah. Right?
0: Like, he's not going to drop into the 15s or anything like that, um, in my opinion, anyways. But at the end of the day, he exposed them. He showed them for what he really is in terms of his style. And nine times out of ten, Ugas will win with that style. But when it comes to, as you like to say, the big lads.
1: Yeah. um, Ben's just a class above.
0: He's a class above. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. I, I was leaning more towards Bud before this fight, if those two ever did tie it up. But now I'm not leaning towards Errol because it's still early. The fight still needs to be made. But it's a 50-50 fight now. It's
1: 50-50 for sure. It's gonna be a close, close betting odds in Vegas. So it'll be. it's,
0: it's really a 50-50 quite. fight, right? I mean, will Buds will Bud outbox him or will Errol just outpunch him?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that's what it comes down to me now. Like both these guys are phenomenal. It it could be so much hype on this fight that the only thing be,
1: about this kind of fight, like it's gonna be a great fight. But I don't know if it's going to be a huge, huge draw like a Pocky and Mayweather where the world stops to watch it. Like, this is going to be big. But these guys, they're boring personalities. You know what I mean? Who's going to sell this fight? Like Tyson Fury sells a fight. Canelo is just that good. But with these guys, you think they're going to get a million pay-per-views on this one? I hope so.
0: Well, but- you know what? I mean, when we talk about fights that need to happen now, Manny Mayweather should have happened 10 years
1: No, I know, but it's still the biggest boxing David. No, no, no,
0: no. What what I'm trying to say is here. Let me make my point. What what I'm trying to say is, you got the two guys who should be fighting right now in my eyes, right, right. But hold on, bro. But what I'm trying to say is, ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, name wise, they're gonna have to work really, really hard to promote this fight. The Mm. fact that this is the fight that everybody wants to see should sell itself, is what I'm saying. Okay, I I think, I think, I think this fight. Right now, will be a better viewing experience than Pacquiao and Floyd was.
1: Probably, in terms, in terms of, but these guys aren't global icons, though, yeah. right? and, and not
0: not ninety nine percent of guys in boxing aren't. Man, I mean, let's let's talk about it, okay? Um no, no, hold on. Hold on. Spence, what I'm saying, Spence, Spence to... hold on, hold on. Spence made only one point five million for this fight. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ugas made one million for this fight. Plus, they both get fifty. You know, they get percentages of the pay per view.
1: Yeah, that's right? nothing.
0: So that's nothing. So I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. So what Where, I'm saying
1: is, do you think that these guys can get to that level? The casual fan doesn't give a crap about Spence and Crawford, but they did about Pocky and Mayweather. I hope it gets to that point, but I don't see it getting there. It's gonna be big, but it's not gonna be a blockbuster. I don't think.
0: I don't think it's gonna be a blockbuster either. But I think it's gonna be huge. I think they'll probably hit closer to a 100- hundred. to to a million buys i don't know if they'll hit it or not but it'll be close i think as time builds um there's a lot of there's a lot of social media involved in this now there's Mm -hmm. a lot there's a lot of celebrities and a lot of other people from different walks of life that will be interested that will be promoting it so i'm sure there will be a lot of eyes on it yeah um i do believe that they can make something of it if they do the right promotion we will know until they sign the fight right i mean everything we're saying is speculation right now i mean for all we know because these guys are both so good it could be the most boring fucking fight we ever seen in our life yeah we don't know you never know right because they're so technical and they're going to be so smart for one another you know unless you're a purist and a real true fan of the sport a defensive battle will not be appealing to the casual fan in any way, right? They want so, action. Yeah, they want action, right? But, you know, this fight's got to happen. The fight's got to happen. It's yeah. got to happen. they got to do something here. Uh, Errol's ready to go, but we don't know who he's signing with, if he's signing with anyone, if he's going, you know, what network he's going to go join up with. Um, so that needs to be cleared up before anything else. And then from there, then they need to just, you know, start drawing up the contracts and everything and to be fair this fight in my opinion should be treated when it starts when they start the negotiation and everything both guys got to be treated 50-50 it can't be a 60-40 purse it can't be anything in my opinion it has to be a straight 50-50 split down the line Um, there's no A side there's no B side because they're both A yeah, sides I mean, right I mean flip, flip a coin to see who comes up first yeah Right, I think the quickest way to make this fight is for them to respect Bud. Bud's that kind of guy I've noticed in the past that he he needs to be respected. So if you're not going to respect Bud, he's going to make it a really hard process. And I really don't, and I really don't want to see Virgil Ortiz and uh, and and, um, Spence fight.
1: Yeah, that just makes no sense. No, I hope not. It's got to be. Uh, it's got to be Bud and uh, Spence. But speaking of the uh, Spence, you guys fight. Best fight of the night was Cruiser's Gamboa. As far as action goes, that was a that was a good fight.
0: Yeah, you know what? I, I would like to say that all three fights that followed this on the pay per view were all great fights. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the night opened up with Cody Craw- Crawley, uh, Canadian from Peterborough, Ontario, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, he won a, a ten round unanimous decision over Josecito Lopez. Now. Jose Tito Lopez and Gamboa are kind of coming into this night under the same the same kind of situation facing them. Um both Lopez and Gamboa, both of these guys were kind of on their last legs. You know, this was like their last chances. Gamboa's yeah, um, done
1: now. He got knocked down four times. Yeah, I don't, I don't, he fights again, he's 40. Yeah, you know, why take that punishment?
0: Yeah. Well, same with Jose Jose Tito as well. Yeah. Uh both of them, you know, like Either you guys are going to become gatekeepers for the division or, you know, consider hanging them up. In terms of Gamboa, I would say hang him up. Josecito, I don't think he has much left in the tank. He showed a signs of brilliance, you know, in a couple of the rounds. But other than that, you know, he was kind of dominated by Cody there. Um, interesting fight after that was Jose Valenzuela, the 22-year-old uh, K- knocking out Francisco Vargas, former world champion. Mm-hmm. Knocked him out with a looping left hand. Um, the guy made a statement, man. He's, he's letting everybody know I'm here in the lightweight division.
1: It was it was a good card, man. Like, every fight was pretty solid. It wasn't really a dud on this card.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then, before the main event, you know, I know you want to talk about this. Isaac Cruz, TKO five rounds over Gamboa. Uh, Knocked him down like
1: four a- times.
0: Yeah, a lot of questions coming into this fight over Isak. How did he recover? Would he recover? What kind of boxer would he be coming off a defeat to, you know, Tank? Mm -hmm. Um, I'll say this, man. He he did with Tank that not many other people have been able to do. You know, yeah, he lost unfortunately, but 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 he he took him he took him places where he hadn't gone before. they don't call him, you know, the pit bull for nothing, man. This I kid, love his
1: style, dude. Just straight act and hard nosed. I loved it. You know, the kid the
0: kid head. looks like a fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. You know, just as just this angry-looking dude, man. He just but he's so nice and um he just beat the shit out of him. He really just had his way with him. He's he found that um he was able to lead with his punches and, you know, it's working. So he kept going, he kept going and he just kept knocking them down. He kept getting up and uh yeah. Uh, you know, Gamboa's had a great career, but maybe it's time for him to consider other options.
1: He's done after that being that he took at 40 years old. I mean, that's a lot of punishment. If he would have lost a close decision, I'd say fight on, but man, he got hammered hard and it's, it's time to hang it up. Now, you never know, though. he might
0: want another payday, right? Well, I mean, they all want another payday. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, God knows how much they even got paid considering that the main event only got $1.5 and $1 respectively, considering where we're going next week. We are going to London for Tyson. Fury versus... One more thing before we get to that. What about that Conor-Ben fight in the morning? Did you watch that one? You know what? I caught the highlights of it. I didn't see the whole fight, but you know what? Let's talk about that. I think that's a really interesting... I watched that. I watched
1: that against Chris uh, Vanderhean and... Yeah, yeah. Two rounds, gave him a hard right hand. He went down a couple times and that was it. It was no. Ben's only 23 years old and he's 21 and old already.
0: Yeah, no, Conor Ben's, Ben's really good. He is England's um, welterweight now, right? I mean, he's kind of taken that. I think the next fight for him will be Kell Brook. That has to be the next fight for him.
1: Uh, Did you he, see what happened after that fight? What happened? That glass jaw. You <laughs> want to say mean about the guy? Amir Khan was in there talking smack. Yeah,
0: yeah. Snack. Oh yes, yes,
1: yes yes, 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 yes. Yes, I heard about that. I
0: heard about that. Ben
1: Ben will literally put him in a coma. No, Khan- obviously,
0: obviously. I mean, Khan was just there to talk shit. That's all he oh, was doing. Get there, it but get up, right? you're done. Get out of there, dude. Come on, I'm tired of yeah. that guy. No, no, no. Fair enough, man. I, he's just going to be around doing that kind of shit now. That I think. I
1: agree with you, Ben versus Brook. I think Ben will take him. He's younger. He's quicker. He's stronger. And then that'll be. He'll be going to come over to America and do some serious damage. This guy's explosive.
0: Well, I like Ben for the fact that he knows where he is right now in terms of the division and in terms of Mm -hmm. his skill level and where he's at in terms of competing with anyone else in the division. I think the passing of the torch, whoever had won the Brooks Amir Khan fight, that should have been his that should be his next fight now. Mm -hmm. And you know, in my opinion, that's kind of the the unspoken passing of the torch of the next British welterweight. That's gonna be the next lead british vulture League. i'm just thinking
1: gonna, if that happens ben takes Brooke and brand's going to come to america and do a lot of damage in that division dude i so.
0: think i would like to see this is the trajectory that i personally would like to see Conor ben go on you fight kel brooks that's going to be a good fight taking nothing away tucking, taking nothing away from kel yeah, kel could beat him kel could beat oh, yeah. him mm-hmm. right but if Connor does win that fight and he comes to america the next fight he should have, in my opinion, is with one-time Keith Thurman. That'd be a fight. That would be a good introduction to America, a good introduction to a former world champion, a guy who's been in there with everyone. Yeah, Thurman's only lost one time, man. That's
1: right? what they call him one time. He's only got yeah, one loss.
0: Well, that's it, right? So, I, mean, I was there for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. So, from that perspective, that's I think, would be the best trajectory for him. Because in the meantime, now you're going to hopefully get the fight with Spence and and uh, but If that happens, then that's unified. And then... will
1: fight one of those guys one of these days. He's that good.
0: Well, well one of these days, but not yet. I don't think he's ready for well, that. Not guy, yet. Right? A
1: couple more fights. He's only 23. And... That's what's scary. Look out. Yeah, Size that and...
0: was amazing too. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just... Uh...
1: He's got that championship pedigree pred- pred- like the Mayweathers, you know, just in his blood. No, 100%. We, we have a
0: lot of great, you know, there's so many great fights coming up. And, James you know, I, yeah, like we, it, was, it was getting, we're just getting started too, man. So there's a lot of upcoming talent that I can't wait to see. There's a lot of great prospects that, you know, that are out there right now. It's just kind of got to dig our heels in, man. I don't think there's enough hours of the day to watch every fucking fight that's out there, man. Well, you got the England
1: fights, got the American fights. This is hard, right?
0: But this weekend, Proved to be a little challenging. You had the UFC going on, then you had this card going on, and I think uh, I didn't
1: watch any UFC. I was all in the boxing.
0: Yeah, no, so was I for the most part. But I went back and watched the UFC after.
1: Okay, I didn't just see any, kind of, I read the results, yeah. but
0: yeah, no, I mean it wasn't UFC was okay. It wasn't you know the best card a in fight the world. Night. Yeah. It was just a fight night. But I mean, if you're a fight fan, you'll watch a fight night.
1: You know if you have the time for, it, yeah,
0: right? like I mean, with me i I will watch I don't know if it's still on anymore, but I'll watch Friday Night Fights and you know Wednesday Night Fights, yeah, they're done, right. but those are the shows that I used to watch, and that's where you got to see some of these guys that are there now. like I saw Errol Spence on one of those cards. I saw Bud on one of those cards fornell mm-hmm. Whitaker, a young a young you know Oscar De la Hoya growing up as a kid. So I mean, that's where you got all your prospects and everything from. so, but um.
1: Yeah, we've got to give a, a shout out to uh one of my favorite fighters whose birthday was on the 15th there. He would have been 50 years old. Arturo Thunder Gotti.
0: Oh yes, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Buddy. Yeah, no uh mad respect to Mr. Gotti. Uh a career cut too short.
1: Yeah, Canadian legend.
0: Yeah, yeah. Arturo, man. But um I guess this leads us, I guess we're going over the Atlantic next week. Uh I can't say much for the undercard because there's not much there to say about. Um, but let's talk about Dillian and uh, Fury, man. Only fight that
1: matters, man. Undercard and no a card, I guess, don't matter. This is all about the main event.
0: With 94,000 people in there, you would expect a better undercard.
1: Mm-hmm. Who knows? They I those... feel surprised, see something crazy, right? But
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, Tyson lose. I, I don't know how else to, to, to kind of word this or put this. Um Dillion has a chance. He, but but I just, I just think Tyson's too big. Tyson's going to put him down
1: under eight rounds. Dillian White's going down. He's been down he, twice. He's going down. Do,
0: do you think he lost anything in the fight against, um, in the trilogy against um, 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 Deontay Wilder there? Like, did he lose anything?
1: No. He beat his like, ass three times.
0: Right? No, I- like, like, you know, even with the knockdowns and everything, like, you know, like, is Tyson Fury coming out a little less Tyson Fury into no, this No, because
1: he's undefeated. He's never lost a fight in his life. He's undefeated, heavyweight. Uh, I mean, Dillian White's only got two losses against Joshua and Alexander, but uh, he's so big and he's so strong and he's so fast. He's so agile. It's his time, and he's not losing. He's not losing, not to Dillian White. I think he can keep going on for the next few years undefeated. That's how good Tyson Fury is.
0: Well, I'm hearing that he might retire after this.
1: Yeah, he just maybe said that and sell the fight. Yeah, well, I doubt it, but who knows? Maybe. But if he is, you got to watch this fight, right? He's only what, 33,
0: 34? 34
1: years.
0: A huh? couple young. Up.
1: I mean, he's got seven inch reach advantage, got five inches of height. I mean, he's just a bruiser. He's got that, that, that mindset of a champ. You knock the guy down, he gets right back up and he becomes more dangerous.
0: Well, we're looking forward. You yeah. know, we, you know we, we got that fight coming up here, and then, uh, you know, from there, we – can I make the announcement?
1: Save it for our next one before we go.
0: Ah, well, Who knows if we do another one before this? We'll crank one out next week. Yeah? Yeah. Why don't we just let them know? Kind of already tagged them a little bit. Let them know. All right. So September 30th, Sam and Chance April. are going – Oh, sorry. Pardon me. April 30th. I'm so excited, man. Uh, April 30th, Stamp and Chance are going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada, for...
1: Shakur Stevenson versus Oscar Valdez in the fight capital at the beautiful MGM Grand Garden Arena. It'll be my fifth time being in that building. and I can't wait for a fight. So it's it's going to be, be Bobby great. Sam's.
0: Yeah, it's my first trip to uh, Vegas here, so I've never been to Vegas. So uh, under the tutelage of my tag team partner, Mr. Chance Michaels, the host with the most uh you know i'm looking forward to this um, i'm looking forward to seeing a fight out in vegas i'm looking forward to running into as many people as we possibly can and uh you know get our name out and there. i get so, to meet my
1: one of my all-time heroes barry Sanders. is like holy cow does it get even better than this
0: or what like wow well who knows man i mean with the nfl draft happening that weekend as well you know which i didn't know so who knows who will walk around or run into walking around down there? Um, I'm excited. Chance is excited. This is going to be a great fight, uh, buddy. We're gonna we're gonna work on getting some amazing content for you guys. Uh, we'll probably do a live pod right from there after the fight, um, and and uh, we'll go from there sort of a deal. And and we'll give you more details as we go. So. If you guys are going to be in Vegas that weekend, anyone who's listening to us, uh, look for us. We'll be looking for you. And uh, yeah, man, it's going to be exciting. Very exciting.
1: Oh, buddy, the beautiful weather, the amazing restaurants, the pools. Oh, you're going to love it, dude.
0: Oh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm just looking forward to uh, hanging out with my brother here and, you know, spending some time and just just just, just living the dream, man. This is uh, what we signed up to do. This is what we want to do. So you know, uh, everyone he knows what
1: we might get on the podcast when we're down there, he might run into a trainer, might run into a former boxer. Hey, might even interview an NFL guy. You don't know what's gonna happen with snap and Jets.
0: No, That's man, the... you never nobody knows. Nobody knows the famous words of Igor Laryanov. Did I ever tell you about that time?
1: No, it's here.
0: So so okay. So Igor Larionov used to play for the Vancouver Canucks, yeah. And this is yeah. still at the time that they were playing at the PE, the Pacific Coliseum. This is before Rogers Arena. So at that time, the players still used to park their cars in the parking lot where everyone else parks. I'd be it. They'd come earlier than everyone else. But if you were smart enough or if you were early enough, you could go out there and see all your guys come in. So this is when they were really, really bad. I can't remember what year it was, but it was late 80s. Pick a year. (laughs) Pick a year. (laughs) I, I don't want to pick any particular year, but it would have been '80. Nine ninety one, somewhere around there. I think Igor was still playing with the team then. But anyways, he came out with his bag. I was standing there with another friend of mine. We had skipped school to meet the, you know, to see the guys come and then go catch the game. I think they were playing the Kings that night. Lost eight one. I, I can't remember. But uh, um, he walk. He's walking. He's walking to the arena with his bag, and I go, Igor, Igor. Who's gonna win? He turns back, looks at me, and goes, Nobody knows. Nobody knows so that's the story of nobody knows
1: nice that's yeah, a good one
0: yeah He's yeah so, no he was great man i mean unfortunately he couldn't get the cup here but he got it in uh detroit
1: no. and jersey yeah and
0: jersey <laughs> everywhere else but here <laughs> now when uh, i
1: meet mean, very sad i'm gonna get the picture autograph should i slip him a samp and chance podcast card or what
0: i think you have to if you don't i'd slap you
1: i will he'll probably just like yeah yeah he'd never hear about it but who knows
0: like I said, at the end of the day, we are here to create. We are here to talk to as many people as we can to get their voices out, to get the opinions out. Um, stamp and Chance are just warming up. We're getting better. On that note, everybody, please like and subscribe um, on all our platforms. You can find us on Instagram at Samp underscore chance on Twitter at Samp underscore chance and on Facebook, like our page at Samp and chance pod, uh, Samp and symbol chance pod.
1: What are your predictions for the fight? What do you, what do you call them this weekend? Let's hear it.
0: Uh, straight up. I'm going to, I'm going to say Tyson Fury and five. Okay. Uh, I think he gets a knockout.
1: I I say eight.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with five. I think he's just going to come out and try to finish this really fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only chances that Dillian has is if he can close the range and, you know, start making Tyson work. It all depends on what Tyson we're going to get. Are we going to get boxer Tyson or are we going to get brawler Tyson? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, um, both boxers, both versions of Tyson Fury can beat Dillian White on any given day. Yeah. Um, I think I would probably sang a different tune in my opinion if, if uh if I didn't see Dillian get knocked out by Boba Yeah, you know, that that knockout changed my aura of him. Yeah, up until that point, he looked amazing, he looked strong. He He's a hell of a fighter, he's a hell of a fighter. He was beating up a for most of that fight, anyways, until he just mm. got caught in that sweet spot. So, if that's from a 40 year old man at the time, can knock you out with one shot. What's Fury going to do who's coming from the Quonk school?
1: Man, is he scary. Right? Six yeah. foot nine, just leaning on you, hammering you with that long arms. Like, What are you going to do?
0: Nothing. You, you basically Tyson have to Fury find your range. Is,
1: is this good of a heavyweight where he's as good as any heavyweight from any era?
0: No, 100%. That, um, he's
1: in that class. Maybe, yes, maybe you could say, oh, maybe Lennox Lewis would have beat him. Who knows? But he's in that level. Um, He's that good. He's undefeated.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I think, to be honest, if you really want my honest opinion, I don't think he would have beaten Lewis or the Klitschko's if all three of them were in their primes. Well, he didn't beat the
1: one Klitschko, but he's getting a bit older. Yeah.
0: Well, but no, meaning wise, if he fought the Klitschko's, yeah, mean- right? Like all three, and him in his prime as well, prime versus prime, I don't see him beating Lewis for sure.
1: That's just say- my opinion. Yeah, but he- that
0: being said, I'm going to turn the tables on you, brother. You got a top five for me? I do. What
1: is it? Let's hear uh, Bobby Sampson's top five favorite heavyweights of all time.
0: Top heavyweights of all time or heavyweight punchers?
1: You go with punchers.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, I want to go with punchers because just talking about heavy punches and Spence's punch output and the power behind his punches as well, I think it's only fitting that we talk about punchers today. Uh, so Bobby Sampson's top five punchers. Uh, it worked out for me that all my guys came from the heavyweight division. Um, you know, there are guys like you, you know, for, I'm, I'm sure you're thinking along the lines of triple G and guys like that, that were really solid punchers as well, but mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with the heavyweights because that's where the heaviest punches come from regardless. So, that. so in no particular order, these are the five guys that stand out to me at all times. Lennox Lewis, who we just talked about uh, George Foreman, the guy was just a mad power puncher. Made
1: a great grill, too. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Hulk Hogan missed out on that. Eh? He was I supposed know, to I get the grill. It, no. um, but he didn't get the phone call. Uh <laughs> Liston, Sonny Liston, another power puncher, in my opinion. This list would not be complete without Iron Mike Tyson. Absolutely, yeah. Now, in my opinion, the hardest puncher of all time, Mr. Ernie Shavers. Yeah. Absolutely. When, when Muhammad Ali is saying, I've never been hit as hard as I have in my career by anyone but this guy. And he fought Liston. And he fought fought Liston. He fought Foreman. He fought all the heavy fighters. Joel Fraser, yeah. Joel Fraser, all the heavy hands. For him to say, Ernie Shavers is the hardest puncher, and he's not the only one. Other guys who have faced him have said the same thing. That man, you feel his punches a few days, a few weeks after.
1: Yep. What about you,
0: buddy? What do you got?
1: My top five favorite puncher. This is pound for pound for me, right? This is not a heavyweight couple heavyweights on there, but obviously any list I have has Pacquiao on there. Yeah, Mike Tyson, Lewis, George Foreman, and the one and only, the man who just knocked out Murata last week, my boy Triple G. And
0: he gave him his rope.
1: And he gave him his rope. (laughs) Triple G's first class, man. And that fight's going down in September with Canelo. So look out at 168. Can't wait. I will be there. You hopefully come with me if it's in Vegas. We'll be there in September.
0: Yeah, know definitely. I think think after this uh, experience, I think I'm gonna have to be going a lot more. At least a couple times Uh, a year, one or two times a year. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. Until we can uh, take up. Because this
1: is gonna be Triple G's last fight, probably, right? So it's like I want to be there for it. I've never seen him live, and I want to see one Triple G fight live, win or lose. He probably will lose, but who knows?
0: Yeah, well, like I said, man, anything can happen. Any anything can happen in boxing at any given time, right? I mean, Igor Lariana says nobody knows. Nobody knows, bro. Nobody knows. But well, on that, yeah, no, on that note though, buddy, let's uh let's call it a day. Let's wrap it up here. Uh, we will be back at you guys later this week, uh, to give us uh to get your fill of our wrestling talk. And uh we'll just follow up with the week news and see what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. And uh hopefully by that time we can uh let you guys know what's coming up with the wrestling side of things, but uh All that being said and done, my name is Bobby Sampson. I want to thank you all for choosing us and for taking the time for letting us settle into your years. Um, There's a lot of choices out there for everyone. So thank you guys for choosing us to spend some time with us and to listen to us. Um, On that note, I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Chance Michaels.
1: And the words of the great ACDC, those who listen to the podcast, we salute you.
0: We salute you guys. Be safe, uh, drive safe, and stay humble. And we'll catch up with you guys really soon. Have a great night.